Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and B.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Well, Dr. Hayes, Lord have mercy. Is it going to be all right? Is it going to be all right? Here we are. January 3rd, 2024, and God knows we are roaring in 24. Um, Greet everybody. We haven't seen you any this year. How you doing, girl? (laughs) Well, Happy New Year. And greetings, everyone. Oh boy, I I don't know. Twenty twenty three went came in like a lion, and it, and it went out like a lion. And I just there's so much going on within these last first three days of this year. We we got uh, the the Jeffrey Epstein's list coming out. We we got little T D Jakes, Lord Jesus. We have uh, Bishop. I think his name is Murphy from. Uh, Atlanta, uh, surfing in, swagging into the new year, and folks all mad, and they ain't even talking about the number of people that gave their lives to Christ. I, it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess, Lord. And then in two weeks, fortnight, a little less than a fortnight, we have the hour caucus. Here it is, 2024, presidential election year. Here it is, 2024. What else going to do? Beautiful thing is I saw the color purple a couple of times, and I'll go see it again. It is a wonderful imagination, reimagining of one of my favorite books and movies. Uh, And I like the musical, the Broadway production, but this is – the color purple is a combination. Uh, it's a reimagining, and I'm grateful uh, for that reimagining. Um, it's wonderful acting and dancing and singing, and the storyline is still pungent. Um, and and uh, I just am grateful that they could redo it while Alice Walker is yet alive, that she could reap the benefits and the royalties from her uh, academic or her intellectual property. Speaking of intellectual property, Jesus have mercy. Dr. Claudine Gay, first black, second woman president of an Ivy League, Harvard. Um, I got a lot to say. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but let me just put it out there. Ain't nothing new under the sun. I don't use plagiarism as a thing to kick students out of the academy because I had this aha moment that everything been stolen. If we want to go back, then the Egyptians need to reclaim. The Bantu language need to reclaim. The Greeks stole from the Egyptians. And then the Romans kept 
what the the Egypt what the Greeks took from the Egyptians, and then we got these various languages that have mixed and mingled culturally, and and so I don't use plagiarism as anything because don't nobody know where quotes, and I don't like the King's English anyway, and so who are we? Really, I guess every time I preach, I'm plagiarizing because I'm using scriptures. I didn't write the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I don't care if it is part of public domain. It's their writing. So can we Well, it all belongs to God as far as I'm concerned. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding come from God. And uh, it's just like land. You know, it's like the creation how what claim do we as humans have on any of it? Ooh, Dr. Hayes. But Dr. And if it's true, it'll be true coming out of your mouth or coming out of my mouth or coming from the mouth of God. If it's true, it's just true. It's just true. And and we <laughs> and we can season and finesse thoughts to make it our own. And that's our agency. But ain't nothing new. Nothing. Yeah. It belongs yeah, to nothing God. New. And it, and it, and the creative process really lends itself to to our participation um, allows us to participate in the in the creative act of God uh, none of us really accomplish anything on our own so I don't I don't you know that's man's attempt um to have something original, which man will never have. Hallelujah. Amen. And even our DNA replicates itself to, to recreate another being. And we can say people are the spitting image of somebody else. And they look just like so-and-so. And they act just like so-and-so. So even, even as humans, we replicate somebody going to look just like me one day. So, you know, the mold... It's our uniqueness. It's so deep and it's so interesting. But here's what's so, um, it's like the elephant in the room. And, you know, I'm a, I, I lean into this sociological imagination, which is sometimes uh, C. Wright Mill could, could mess me up, uh, who gifted us with this idea of sociological imagination. And it's this, Dr. Hayes, it's, it's, it's when, you, when you, you have always said, trace the money. And, and when we think about, and I just got to lean into the slavery thing because I also want to talk about Nimrata Haley, Nikki Haley, uh, uh, Nimrata, whose daddy taught at a HBCU, Voorhees College in, I believe, in South Carolina. I don't know what city, but he taught biology at Voorhees College, HBCU. And for Nimrata, Nikki Haley, Nimrata, to, to act like slavery didn't exist, to, to do something different, this little dance, her daddy got a job. Working with black folks. So I'm just going to let that dangle in the essence in the atmosphere. But to go back to this systemic racism and this sociological imagination is this. Um, I believe that, and I'm trying to think of the brother's name, and I call him a brother because he, he practiced uh, Judaism. Um, he, he helped frame the Constitution. I'm going to get his name when you, when I bounce it over to you, I'm going to look up his name, but he was one of the, he f- helped frame the constitution. He was with, with Thomas Edison and Thomas Jefferson, all them folks helped frame the constitution. And, and he, and he was of Jewish uh, faith. I don't know if he was, if he could trace his lineage, but anyway, um, 
And there is this whole idea of who was not included. Clearly it wasn't black folks or women. But this Jewish brother was one of the framers of the Constitution. And I'm saying that a lot because also we have, it's been traced that the shipping industry um, that brought over the the enslaved Africans, some of those boats and and the the trade embark the trading was at the hands of of you know uh, those who practice Judaism, and I'm saying those who practice Judaism for a particular reason. And now we get these this this Ivy League, um, you know, Harvard, I believe, had seventy eight or seventy nine slaves. Harvard University had about 78 or 79 enslaved folks on that campus. And so they had to have somebody to clean and cook. They had to have somebody. And it was grueling work, just like the Brown brothers. They were slavers with Brown University. I'm saying how we've had these elite institutions become elite institutions. and, And who were those who purportedly or proportionately are the admittance and who are the biggest donors? And so, and in 2020, and I'm I'm doing a bird walk here. Now we get to George Floyd, and everybody wants to have this racial reckoning and this consciousness. And so, Harvard was one of those who wanted to do this apologia tour, if you will. And I'm not making this up. I'm not opining. Folks can Google this if they're listening to us. And so, intentionally. People started doing things, Dr. Hayes, even changing images, like even using a thing that I grew up eating, Eskimo pies. Eskimo is, and I knew this from a student who did research about the Inuit people. Eskimo is a derogatory term. So you don't have Eskimo pies no more. Uh, you got Uncle Ben taking off the the rice box. Ain't your mama ain't no more. Chiquita from the Chiquita banana ain't on there no more. Why we had that Chiquita on a banana with this Latinx kind of thing. So we saw these companies. We saw the Washington Redskins become the Washington National. We see all of these things happening. And even Land Lakes Margarine that had Pocahontas on there, she ain't on there no more. I don't know if anybody paid attention to that, but she gone because there was this great awakening, if you will, uh, about this consciousness and this corporation. And so Harvard had awakening too. And so I guess from 2020 to 2023, there was something brewing about maybe if we could change the optics of this elite institution and maybe just maybe we could we could check off a list. We could have a black and a woman. How, how about that? Lord have mercy. The thing that's troubling to me about Dr. Claudine Gray is this. This sister been working at the institution. Gay. This sister been working at the institution. I guess I said gray because things are gray matter-ish here. Dr. Gay, thank you for the correction. It's it's murky because she was faculty who rose up to the ranks, which is unheard of in the academy. Typically, the search, there's this whole outfit where you bring in presidents to an institution. Rarely does someone come up through the ranks. It's... It happens, but it's kind of curious, right? So, so, so there's that. But she also got her PhD from Harvard. So why is it a problem now? Is it her, is it the fact, and I don't even want to say that 
the white racists are rejoicing because we know when when that thing happened in Charlottesville, those, those khaki pants and white shirt wearing folks were saying Jews will not replace us. So I'm saying maybe it's something deeper, Dr. Hayes, to lean into this anti-Semitism, these Shemite people who, who came from the northern eastern part of Africa, the Shemites, that's, that's our lineage too. So black folks, really, I, I'm just saying what I'm saying because I'm confused. Is it because she didn't outright blast Israel as a, as, as being the, the, the defender of what they are doing? I think that's the big issue. She just didn't come out outright and say Israel was right. She just didn't do that. But the problem for me is this. She'd been in this institution, and now she resigned as president, and guess what? She's going back to faculty. But if plagiarism was a problem, how could she even be a faculty person going back to faculty? What does that say to the students? It, it's messy, and there's an elephant well, in the room. You're trying to make sense. You're trying to make sense out of nonsense. But there's an elephant in the room, and I'm saying that the elephant in the room yeah. is probably those who own the institutions financially, and we need to really rest with those who play cards when it when it fits their narrative sometimes people can select which margins they want to be in when it benefits them especially if they are adjacent to other you could be white adjacent but be a religious minority you could be black adjacent I don't know how that would work because you can't hide your blackness. But the cards that are being played, when it trumps, Lord Jesus, there go that Trump card. <laughs> okay, Dr. Hayes, I'm going to find out who this Everybody person. plays cards. You know that, Doctor. Everybody <laughs> plays cards, but they don't know Everybody how to win. Plays cards. Yeah. But it and comes. They, they draw them to win. That's, that's, what, that's what they... The ultimate goal is to is to win favor and and power and money. Um, and I think anytime you shake it up, you shake up the events of our current uh, world. That's and you pour it out. It's all going to end up being money and power and influence and who can get the most of all of that. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not an exercise in futility to try to follow all of these uh, breadcrumbs, but, but you end up invariably at the same place. Um, and I think in order for us to combat or challenge any existing uh, stereotype, we have to have all the information. Then we have to have a convincing argument that would cause people to think a different way. I, I just... And uh, that's a challenge. It's, it's really, there is so, 
I just don't know, Dr. Hayes. It's a challenge. And and there has to be, for someone to have power, there has to be a person or group that are that are oppressed. And I think about, you know, all of the... My daddy used to say that when you take on the ways of the oppressor, that's when you things become problematic. And he was he was he was inferring really about black folks acting like white people um, or poor folks who have been historically poor, um, putting their foot on even even poor folks. You know, if if one has gained a, a little status um, that may have been may have been a redneck and now you white <laughs> or you know what I'm saying and and then you're treating others as less than and so it's this whole it's this whole idea of, of power and and who controls what and um but but black folks have never been able to rise beyond because the, this country, and even when when black men, and this has been a pushback about the color purple, some some black men are are, are in their feelings about the portrayal. Um, well, it's fiction, um, and so I figure if you can watch, you know, I don't know, uh, Star Wars and stuff like that, why can't you see the color purple? You know what I'm saying? It's this portrayal, and it is based. It is based on on real life experience it could be but it don't have to be yours so why you mad it didn't come out of you know but it doesn't say anything about the totality of you know black men i never could understand that but we know it happened because we lived through it but it didn't keep it didn't keep it from being widely accepted and and acclaimed as a as a legitimately well done creative uh, endeavor. Um, I was watching Oprah and the crew of the new movie the other day and she made the claim that the artistic work of of, um, the author was anointed. Or those of us in religious circles, we know what that means. Uh, But I submit that all creative acts are anointed because they are inspired of God. Uh, We don't like to admit it, but if God doesn't inspire us creatively, most, most of, well, none of us really would be able to create anything of lasting beauty or importance in the world. It is all inspired of God, whether people want to admit it or not. Yeah, and that's the whole point. If God is the creator and we are co-creators and we have this innovativeness, if you will, but but it's always the the matter whether it's the gray matter or it's the if, or if it's the tangible matter as you stated it all comes from God. Um and so for us to own um, and and we've created this system of copyrights and and this that and the other like so so that it could be monetized. Um, but but our thing is, I mean, just think about it, Doctor Hayes. 
nature charges us nothing. Nothing. To just behold the beauty. It's a theater every day. And we can marvel at it. The sunrise and the sunset and the beautiful tapestry of the of the horizon and then you look at the ground and then if you if you see the snow falling and then it and then it turns to mud if you just wait a little while longer it's free admission all we have to do is behold the beauty and 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 it's like we can't even recreate that dr hayes but we can be good caregivers of it and it cost us nothing other than to walk gently in this world and and be gentle with each other and to be gentle with ourselves. And so I, I think even using this language of, of roar in 24 is kind of um, bullyish. And I'm hearing that a lot. It's a bully. You're going to bully your way into 24. I don't even like that. No, we're going to walk gentle. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say, Dr. Cooper. It's just mind-boggling what the human species <laughs> gets itself into generation after generation. Uh, and when you finish all of the roaring, as you say, on all of the the histrionics and the vain attempts to recreate what's already been created, you have to come right back around uh, to the place of awe. When you look at, as the hymn writer said, when I look at the the sky and and everything that is around. I have to say how great God is. Not how great I am, because in the in the greater in the fuller spectrum of things, we're just a speck. And we ought to be grateful that we have this experience called life. And make the most of it by trying to develop into those created beings um, that enhance what God has already done and respect what God has already done and share in the beauty of the earth. That's that's the way I look at it um, and I think that I have a sense of peace in this place in the place where I reside emotionally and intellectually and spiritually I have a peace that I respect creation and that I have appreciation for being a part of it. Namaste. Or and Or as Jesus says, there in the place of you is also the place in me where God is. 
And so because of that, I see the very essence of God in you in all things because all of it is knitted together, woven together. Um, I had this, I talked to my trainer today, and I've I've been really thinking. um, I was telling her, I said, my longevity is is pretty much part of my DNA on my mother's side of the family and my dad's side of the family to, to, the, to that extent. Um, and I still have a great uncle. He's in his, probably in his nineties. My mother, this is my mother's 90th year of life. And, um, <clears throat> my, my last great aunt died in 2021 or 2022. She was 96 aunt Beulah. And I was telling my trainer, I said, um, my grandmother on my mother's side lived to be in her 90s. My other great aunt lived to be in her 90s. My great aunt Virgie Lee, she stayed on dialysis for 20 years. Nobody has been on it that long. Broke a, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing, right? Did exactly what the doctor said. Kidney cancer yeah. runs even with all of this, you know. Um, so here's the thing. I said, I want to live... I want to live to be the age so when Bella is 50, she'll remember me and have those memories. Of course, I'm 55, so that's 105. It could happen. It could not happen. I'll settle for let me live 40 years, so I'll be 95, the age that A. Beulah was when she died. And I said to my uh, my trainer, I said, I can do it now. I can I can really hone in on it. And I said, but the thing that was different for my great aunts and uncles and even my dad and my mom, uh, for, for that matter, is this. They didn't eat fast foods. And they worked. Worked in the garden. You know, had my, my ambula had a dog. And so she had to walk. You know, she had to walk that dog. She always had a schnauzer and. And, and, um, you know, my dad gardened all the time and, and it was the engagement of the mind, body, and soul, that connection. And things went from the field to the, to the table. And, and Becky said the same thing. I said, have you paid attention to your ancestors, your people and your family, your oldest relatives to see what habits they have? I said, because that informs epigenetically who we are and what that is, you know? And and many of them, I mean, I'm thinking it was tough growing, coming through a pandemic and all of this other kind of stuff. But, man, they had Jim Crow. They were, my Aunt Bill and their first generation, close to the ending of slavery. So if slavery ended in 1865, my grandmother was born in 1913. You hear what I'm saying, Dr. Hayes? They had some mm-hmm. shit they went through. <laughs> so, but but it was like, what can I learn that I might not be anxious? They had God, they went to church, or whether or not they went to church or not, they believed, they centered themselves, they prayed. They they did my grandmother did snuff, you know, um, on my mom's side of the family. And it was like I want to go back to what they did so that I could, so that I could live fully who I am. Yeah. I think 
what they shared was joy in each other. True. And, you know, when you get through all of the other stuff that we spend our time and effort on, the most valuable thing is our human relationships and the joy that they give us. And if you don't have any joy in this life, and some people don't, some people don't, they're so wrapped up and tied up in stuff and things, they don't, they don't have relationships and the ones they have are broken. Um, you know, their children who, who have not talked to their parents in years. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> they miss the most important things in life. But you know, and the most important things are not stuff and things. They are relationships. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't imagine a mother and a daughter not communicating. I can't imagine Absolutely. a father and a son not communicating. Now, you might not talk to your siblings, but by golly, these are the people that gave you life. <laughs> How you not going to talk to them? What, what's wrong with you? you? You got that many problems that you can't even call your mama or your daddy. Just and you know, some parents don't want to have anything to do with their children, so it you know it I'm works saying, both ways. Just, That's true. That's true, Doctor Hayes. It's just ridiculous <laughs> that you know. I, I mean, they don't. You know, even case in point, um, these parents who who don't agree with their children's lifestyles. Uh, parents whose children reveal to them, you know, that they're homosexual or that they, they're in love with somebody of a different race or these things that parents find objectionable, they allow that to separate them from what came from their own being. And you know it's got to be tormenting. And that could be the reason why life is not joyful. It's got to be tormenting. That's hell on earth, isn't it? I would think so. I would think so. How unfortunate. And what is life all about? I mean, I don't. I have no, I have no explanation. Well, all I can say is this. Let's just live the hell out of life (laughs) because joy is free will. You can choose it. You can choose it. Just like being mean is, is a choice. I choose love. Peace and soul. <laughs> well, yeah. Like Paul said, let me show you a more excellent way. It is the way of love. And love does not demand its own way. Doesn't that cast out a multitude of sins? That too. All right, Dr. Hayes. Well, We're going to probably have to do another podcast 
real quick, depending on this Epstein list that's coming out and everything else with these shenanigans and all of that good stuff. So it's been real, it's been fun, and we're about to hit it again. Uh, all right, Dr. Cool. Till the next, it has been a till the next time. pleasure and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right until we meet again. Stay safe and well.